In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, I greet you and wish all a very Merry Christmas on this sacred night. To those who are from the Dells and Lake Delta and the parishioners here, a great warm welcome and affection from your pastor and gratitude from my heart for all you have done for me in this parish. To those who are returning home, peace to you. Hope you have a lovely time. And to all our many visitors, we hope you find a welcome and a friendly place here. Particular welcome to Deacon Bill Van Wagner and to his family who are here tonight. By God's grace, Deacon Bill will be ordained a priest at the end of June and even more graciously maybe say a Mass of Thanksgiving here at St. If the pastor still likes him, then we'll see what happens there. Now, we come to this sacred place this cold night on December the 24th, moving into the 25th, first being very confident, powerfully confident in the incarnation of our God in history and in this moment in time when Christians came to the city of Rome and all of Rome became Christian. Of course, the great validation of all of those revelations finding in the great Roman archives the record of the enrollment of the whole world. And it's happening in various places in the winter months. Knowing from the records of the temple in Jerusalem, when Zechariah, the uncle to the Lord Jesus, and his wife Elizabeth, when he was on task in the temple, and they conceived their child John the Baptist, and able to know from that calculation that our Lord Jesus was born here, the end of the month we call December. Being very firm and steep in that history, and not to be too nerdy, but if you want to listen to a, a longer, more clear presentation about the confidence we have in the dating and the celebration of Christmas, I've put a good link on the front of our webpage. You can check that out. But standing in that confidence so that for Jerusalem's sake we might not be silent. For Zion's sake we shall not be quiet, but rather we shall speak with great confidence the affection and the power and the wisdom that has come to us in the Father forever, the God hero, the Prince of Peace, Jesus, the Mashiach, the Christ, the Son of David, the Son of Man, the Savior of the world who opened his little baby eyes and his little baby mouth and looked onto the wide world that he held in the palm of his hand when he created it. That power that the Lord God, who has said, I, I saw you face to face in the garden and it was too much. I called to you in the mystery of the burning bush, but the law was too hard. I worked signs and wonders, and you followed me in the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud, and you feared me. When I planted you in your own land, and I gave might to the judges and the kings, still you wandered. When I scourged you in the exile, yet you hearkened not. When I spoke to you in the sweetness and the conviction of the prophets, you wavered. 
And so now I look at you with a face like yours, beating with a heart like yours. In that little crib, two-ish millennia ago, on a cold night, was born the one who commanded all love and all loyalty by right, but now just reaches out his arms and says, somebody hold me. I can't change myself. I wish to share a little antidote because I make that icon of the baby Jesus and the power of the incarnation because it has powerful effect. I steal this anecdote from Dr. Alan Hunt. Some of you will have heard it already. Dr. Hunt and his wife, their firstborn child was a daughter. They had baptized, and in her baptism, one of the old church ladies, and again, I'm a huge fan of the old church ladies, gave a relatively inexpensive, not super artistic picture of the Lord Jesus as a gift. And because this person, very, very kind to their family, was a solid, solid woman of faith, they stayed friends with her and kept that picture and hung it above their daughter's bed. And as they taught their daughter about the Lord Jesus Christ, as they taught her on how she might pray and talk to the Lord Jesus, how they tried to convict her to become a friend of Christ, her own self, as she grew strong, tall, moved on in life, eventually came to that wonderful, dreadful moment in a parent's life when your oldest child is going off to college. And so that last night before she was going to move to school, they had dinner all together as a family, said the rosary, chatted, said their goodnights, and went to bed. Dr. Hunt and his wife stirred. They couldn't sleep well. They were nervous, wondering, will she be okay? Will she know she is loved? Will she keep faith? Will she continue to love? Dr. Hunt got up to check on his little girl who wasn't so little anymore. Knocked on her door. There was no answer. Creaked open the doorway and saw his daughter fast asleep, with that picture of Jesus off the wall, she was hugging it close to her as she slept in bed. Went back to his wife and said, don't worry, everything's gonna be okay. Hopefully her taste in art will improve, but everything's gonna be okay. Because it's that power, it is that call. The grace of God has appeared saving all and teaching, and it teaches from the inside out. That's why that last coming of the divine God in his first appearance is that little baby. You know how little infants, they have that death grip, they grab your finger and that iron vice grip. And you might imagine some soft-hearted shepherd poking his little fat baby belly and grabbing that finger and feeling that sweet, tight pull that many years after that would stretch its arms out on the cross and be pierced through, embracing the whole world. You know how babies, their breath is simultaneously the sweetest and most disgusting smell that can possibly imagine somehow all together? I bet you moms and dads, especially your firstborn kids, you might have snuck in at night a little nervous. Is everything okay? And lean close to feel them breathing. Well, that same breath many years later 
would breathe on his first priests and give them the power to forgive sins in the confession. Again, those little tiny baby fingernails would one day hold that bread and say, this is my body, do it in memory of me. Because this is the beautiful beginning, the strong, peaceful, pure, powerful beginning. The long road begins, narrow the gate, constricted the path that leads to life. The cross must be taken up to follow after that gorgeous child. He will cry out, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? But before all of that, before he speaks the peaceful word to that woman caught in adultery and said, is there none here to condemn you? I do not condemn you. Go. Don't sin anymore. Before he turns to that thief and says, Today you will be with me in paradise. But first we have to bleed and die. Before all that comes is that pure little cherub face, fat wrinkled cheeks. You know how babies have like six ankles down at the bottom when they roll. All that. And that's how he asked to first be seen. So, brother, sister, see him in your heart like that. Come by the crib and whisper a prayer. Kneel down in that little host, cherubic and pure and utterly defenseless, and say, Jesus, you are my Lord and my God. And everything opens from there. For I say to you, you are my son. It's, it's so powerful to chant that coming down the aisle, to echo those words of God's, that you are my son, loved. And in you, I love the whole world and all of its beauty and all of its pain and all of its gift and all of its hate. I take it in my whole self. I'm tempted to recall just the many things in the past year in this place. All the glories. Concerts, 40 hours devotion, and the gigantic Christmas tree that I'm vainly proud of. St. Cecilia Punch after Mass, it's not bad. Confessions and conversions. And all the pain sickness, good people who have died, struggles and hurts. All of it's right there in the crib. The rough hay, the donkeys, right? Donkeys are disgusting and they reek. And the Virgin Mary, beautiful and pure. I've had that great fortune to see a number of women right after they gave birth. Sometimes, frankly, a little too right after they gave birth, but that's a different story, right? Now you know it. There's hardly anything more beautiful in the world. All their sweat and groaning and grimace and beauty. And St. Joseph, 
proud and terrified, like any good father would be, knowing that the destiny of the whole universe is in that crib. But you and I, we don't have to think of the destiny of the whole universe. To pray in confidence, confess in faith that the grace of God has appeared saving all, teaching all to reject godless ways and to strive to do good. For today, a son is born to us, given to us. Father forever, God, hero, Prince of Peace, Jesus the Christ, little baby in the crib, little word in the confessional, little host on the altar, the one God who has loved you with an everlasting love, loved you enough to become a little baby who poops his pants. I hope that's not, but I don't mean that any sacrilege. But, but I mean that because that's how God became. Who likes being hungry? Nobody. God said, I'll become hungry. Who likes missing their friends? Nobody. God says, I'll miss my friends. Who likes getting a bad night's sleep? Nobody. God says, I'll get a bad night's sleep. And everything else you suffer in love. So here it is. I talk too much, I'm sorry. Let's pray with great faith. Confess with great hope. And go and live with great joy. Because we love Emmanuel, God with us, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.